This is actually my first time using this mic. I have no idea. Is it working? It's working. It's working. Numbers are moving. Okay, so I guess we can get started. Excellent. What should we call this? I don't know. What do you want to call it? I just want to say one thing. I like the way it's starting. <laughs> I like the way it's starting. But what do you call it? We call it whatever will be, will be. Okay. From our mouths to God's ears. All right. Let's ask God. All right. So uh, I'm uh, Rabbi Tzvi Hershkowitz. With me, I have Rabbi Sorbernath and Rabbi Dan. Dan Ben Simon. We are uh, from Chabad NDG and coming at you live tonight. We're here to talk uh, really about anything. Yes. About the Parsha a bit. About the Parsha a bit. We have an agenda. <laughs> I personally don't want an agenda, but Svi's big on agendas. By the end of this evening, Dan's going to have put on tefillin and personally lit Shabbos candles. All right. Even though it's at night and... It's not Friday afternoon. Okay. So, why don't we start with a little bit of uh, background about how you came to this table. How, right how did we come to this table? How did you get to this table? All right. <clears throat> how did this whole uh, thing come together? Well, we've all, we all love podcasts. What's your favorite podcast, Dan? Oh, I think you know the answer to that. Mr. Joe Rogan, the Mr. Rabbi. Every, by the way, everyone's a rabbi to me. I call I call my dog rabbi. I just no, like, you, actually, <laughs> you actually call them rebbes. Rebbes. Dan has a tennis rebbe and he yes. has a fishing rebbe. Yeah. So they're all rebbes. So so, so hold on. What are we? One second. You what's guys my, are. You guys are. What's Rabbi what's Bernard? He's your what rebbe? You guys are real rebs. You there's see, no joking around. There's rebbes and there's rebs. It's very important. That's, that's true. That's there's, true. A, there's a discrepancy that's here. I've noticed this me. over the He's years. Rebs. There's reb, rebs. Rebs are like people who are like masters of an art. Yeah. And so he calls them rebs. It's a highly fluid term for me. It's like a people, I don't think people play around enough with the word rabbi. I think it's a wonderful word people can play with. They did that like in the Gemara times. Did they? You know? Yeah, you have rabba, rava, rabba. Yeah, that's rabba. nice. Yeah. That's nice. They, Mar. They pretty much got, it, got everything covered. I like that. But I think, but personally, like, I think people like the, you know, our people who go to our congregation, they're, they're like, they're enamored with the term rabbi, you know, and if I could just take them aside and shake them up a little and say, look, these guys, just regular guys, you know, these rabbis. Well, I'm, and you, I'm, you, like I, okay, you're talking, hold you're on talking for yourself. I'm not hold regular. I don't consider myself regular <laughs> at all. But for, one those thing who, about, for those who don't aren't looking at us live, what, uh, I have a long white beard. Yeah, and a staff that uh, I use to split uh, rivers. You know, do puddles. you wear your bathrobe in public? I do. I do. I no, but like I'm just saying, like a lot of people, like especially you know, that they can get over the term rabbi, you know what I mean? Then then the people that go to Chabad, for example. No, the truth is that's accurate because yes. we're, no, we're no greater than anyone else. We're just uh, studying the but Torah a little bit. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and our lives are just as valuable as yeah. anyone else. I'm just right? feeling like saying though, you get a stronger connection, you know, with... with uh, so let's talk about MDG, about our community. You mentioned our community. So we yeah. should mention we are from uh, NDG, an area of Montreal. Now... We, we uh, Rabbi Bernath and I um, are part of the trio that run Chabad NDG, which literally means Chabad of Notre Dame de Grasse, Chabad of Our Lady of Let's Mercy. Let's just keep it NDG, okay? NDG. It's a little more kosher. And um, it's an area of Montreal, a very, uh, it's like the Berkeley of Canada. So uh, Why would you say the Berkeley of Canada? Because we deal with a lot of strange people. I mean, look at Dan. He's right here and look at him. <laughs> Why would you say the Berkeley of Canada? Maybe it's like the Park Slope of Montreal. Let's tell you something. If there's any, there's a Quebec uh, planning on separate. No, NDGs where the real separation with Canada is gonna happen. No, it's a, it's a, it's a funky little. It yeah. really is it's a unlike, funky little. Hood. I love. There's nowhere else like it. Like, NDGs it's a funky awesome. little. Hood. There's no. First of all, there's nothing like it in Montreal. In Montreal, there's nothing like it in North America. So, it's yeah. a minority in a minority. 
and then we're the minority, and the minority. We are basically the only two Hasidic people whose kids are not afraid of dogs in the entire Canada. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good point. Well, what do I call NDG? National Dog Grounds. That's my first little like like every other house has a dog. Yes. Like it's insane. I believe there are more dogs in NDG than per Jews. capita. Than Jews. Well, for sure more than Jews, but I was going <laughs> to say more almost, dogs than Jews. almost more than people. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I test my pre-Pesach food on all of them. <laughs> no, but honestly, you just go down to Sherbrooke and see how many veterinarians there are. It's nuts. They've got like... Um, dog groomers. Dog groomers. Dog food. Yeah. It was exotic, a dog exotic pet. Uh, right next to us is an exotic vet. Uh, We're actually place. in between. There a is. At one time, I was walking by that exo- on, Sh- on Shabbat. I was walking by and an exotic you saw pet a place. python. No, wrapped around. I saw some- a dead pigeon right in front of its doors. It was the greatest thing ever. All the kids were like, "Oh my gosh, dead pigeon right in front of this exotic place." I think I remember that. That is. Uh... That was dinner. You gotta turn off the, the your uh, WhatsApp over there. But this is the first time we're doing that. No, this is good. This is good. But there's, there's, there's only... gonna be other sounds, and extraneous <laughs> sounds. Only... We gotta, you know, I grew up. I grew up in the streets of Chicago. You gotta play with the court. All right. That's so, good. <laughs> but first of all, I just want to say, and I've heard a few podcasts where just you're talking, and they're like, "I need a drink." <laughs> Seriously. Really? Yeah. The problem is like this. See, I have a problem with the whole drink thing. A little shot. I'll tell you why. Because high. Chabad has this thing. Like everyone always comes to Chabad and Ninji and they're like, where's the Lachayan? And it's we're true. known for the one Chabad that doesn't serve hard alcohol. There's a reason for that. Why? Tell them about the Bernath We're curse. strictly Muslim. That's tell them about the, this is beautiful segue. Tell us about it. Tell us the story. I'll tell you a little bit about what I know about the Bernath curse. This is a legend. This is a legend. Oh, I didn't know about this legend. Apparently, the Bernaths have some really messed up DNA. Where? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, where is... It started with Grandpappy Bernath on... on Purim. Oh, really? Yeah, I heard legend. This is major legend. he He just could not get shicker. Really? Not seriously. And no matter how much they gave him, (laughs) these are. Since I met you, is this? Is this? We should test him. Is this? Well, no. It's like is this how like urban legends start? Someone just starts like an urban legend with like Grand Poppy somebody. He used to (laughs) no spin wooden nickels off the top of his head. Let the listeners know seriously about your grandfather, your dad, or something. What is it? You guys can't get drunk. I don't know what you're talking about. I uh, plead the fifth here. Come on. This is Canada. I thought you were going to the real legend of NDG. No. Where one Simchas Torah, there was, um, um, this is before my time here, but there was, uh, I think you were there, you probably don't remember it. Someone brought a lot of For good reasons. And and basically they got ejected from the building. They had to find a new place because it got so bad. There were just people in the streets. You had to walk downstairs. Back when you were, back back when Chabad was on Monkland. Yeah, I was and, there. And uh, that is the reason so we had rented out the actual anti-Semitism the in Canada. The anti-Semitism in Quebec. Yeah, exactly. It goes. It boils down to that. You know, that that that's that the show got Bernath. No, but you don't. You don't. You you can't. You don't drink that much. Eh? It has no effect on you. I like wine. I drink wine. But you don't get like. Uh, I don't like the hard alcohol. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, I actually don't like any alcohol. You don't like any alcohol? So I'm the only one who can drink a shot? I could drink like a beer. No one's joining me here? uh, No. Well, I don't... (laughs) I've never needed alcohol to, to, you know, to... We don't give alcohol to minors here. Yeah. (laughs) For those who who don't see him, Dan is actually a a seven-year-old kid. Yeah, I'm going to have a shot before I come here next time. No, I just want... I don't want to... I wanted to spell that myth because we're not... It's not about Chabad and alcohol. This is not it. Yeah, it's true. You, you know, it's you, very important. No, no, People no, that say, no, you're touching Chabad, upon, you're it's touching very important. upon a very important thing now. That I think um, a lot of people now with shuls, they associate um, like uh, shul life with, with hard drinking. Kiddish clubs. Yeah. We have a Kiddish club. I, I, zombie. Brought, I brought like 12 different kinds of grape juice and I don't know, it's not, it hasn't gone off yet. No, true story. True story. About 10 years ago, I was at uh, Bait Zombie, a.k.a. Hey. 
We can't album. trash other places on this okay, uh, podcast. No, it's, it's okay. Yeah, okay. It's, it's a term of endearment. I love Beidzion. <laughs> All right? I love Beidzion. You cannot do this. This is I've so given, wrong. I've okay, given nicknames on. to all the shuls, which I love. What's the nickname for Chabad and DG? Oh, that's a tough one. You see? He that's hasn't it's impossible. You given can't, nicknames you to can, all the you shuls. Can, you can't give <laughs> nicknames to Which Chabad. brings about a great segue in this week's Parsha. <laughs> okay, so let me tell you about the drinking culture. About 10 years ago, I was at uh, Beidzion. And uh, there's a certain guy there who is like a real like life of the shul. Without him, the place would just be like, just so. It'll be more dead. Be more dead. Be more zombie-ish. So, anyways, um, literally, he took me to like, and this is we're talking about a shul on Shabbat that has about six sixty guys in there for a big shul, and they literally had like three or four separate kiddish little kiddish clubs. One in like the janitor's room. I don't understand. Sixty guys can't find the same kiddush club. No, we're talking sixty. You thought minions? No, no, total men and women. No, I understand, but they can't find the same kiddush club. They all need their own. They wanted their little kiddush club exactly. And there's literally when you ask like white or yellow, vice or gela, it's like literally different parts of the building. Yeah, they were in the tiniest little rooms. I kid you not. And uh, this guy, he went around taking me to each one, and I and I literally had a shot like in each thing, and I was like, my head was spinning on the way back from shul. Lucky I live like two blocks away. But back to what you're saying, that a lot of people now they, um, it's not good their views on shul, and they just go, oh, let's go and drink, drink, and you know, drink my my. Yeah, but what, away. what's going to draw people? No, to come? I mean, point, we the have the point is, is that drinking removes you from reality. Yeah, like, and like clearly some guys went to shul to like to drink down their drink, sorrows. Drink down their sorrows. Yeah, clearly. George Soros. <laughs> they, they really most did. people go to shul and and take out their sorrows by just sitting there during crazy sorrows. <laughs> <laughs> sitting there quietly, you know, that's long and sorrowful. That is pretty sorrowful. But no, we make it fun. We do. What what, what do we do that makes it fun? Um, I think our whole davening, our whole show experience, we try, we try, and it's it's a lot of fun. That's it. That's all you can tell us. Um, I bring games. Uh, ask a lot of questions. There's tea bags that are handed out. Explain that. Explain the tea bags. Yeah. Explain that. So every week I prepare. I basically uh, don't tell the guys at the top of Chabad, but I go to H.com. Seriously? Yeah. Over there, they have Torah riddles, and I base it off of that. It's one of my alma maters. I know, I know. I'm an Aish or Sameach guy. And, um, and, well, that just got me thinking, you know, for Kalta Litvox, they call it Aish. That that joke. We can't can't go there, right? Okay, you can go anywhere. Are we just making fun of everybody here? Why not? (laughs) Is there anything (laughs) off limits of this thing? So I started with those Torah riddles, and then um, what I try to do is before each Aliyah, um, sometimes I'll, uh, I, I'm a little into stand-up comedy, so I, uh, I toss out a couple of jokes mm-hmm. to keep For example? Light. Well, I, I, no, on here, this is a serious podcast. I don't, I'm not going to say any jokes. No, here. you got to practice. I don't want to, yeah, but you got to something. You got to practice. The delivery, I stand in front of a mirror for hours. You have, you, you guys, you know, we this is why I have no job. We got a little, little, little sample. Yeah, yeah we want a sample. Your good stuff. Oh, play it. Play a sample of it later. Okay. So we're explaining the, the hold on a second thing. We're explaining the. You're here I go by Chalent Face. Podcast. Follow me on Chalent Face at uh, at uh, on Twitter. On Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Is that T? Actually, actually, uh, Robert Burnett also does does stand up comedy. Just look up on YouTube. You uh, you know both of us, Chalent Face or Yisrael Burnett. You'll, you'll see some good stuff. Yeah. So uh, it's between not going to be your last Leah, plug, by the way. You're gonna. By the way, if you guys need, uh, I don't, you know, if you're like in Australia listening to this and you need furniture done. Oh, no, 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 that's old news. <laughs> that's I'm old in, news. No, I'm in luxury jets right now. Yeah, so if you have a jet that needs <laughs> yeah. some upholstering, uh, I'm a pilot seat. Your pants got stuck in there. This sounds Dan's like, the man. This whole thing sounds like code for something. <laughs> it will, it will clear itself up in the future. So anyway, between each of the, uh, uh, so after getting, the, the, there's actually two places I get um, my questions from. There's a rabbi, I forget his name, from somewhere in Ohio who um, creates these partial questions. 
There's also Aish uh, has uh, Torah riddles or something like that. Um, and I, I start off with those two, but usually they give me like one or two aliyahs of, uh, of questions. And then I found somewhere online that has all these riddles that, um, uh, but it's like kind of all out of order. Mm -hmm. But I could just search up Shmos, Yisro, this, that, Mishpat. How often, how long does it take you to do uh, this? A thing good couple week? of hours. So then I have, Every week. Yeah, by then I have like three usually done, and then I just go through the rest and come up with my own questions. Mm -hmm. Like last week, this past week, this past Shabbos, I had a pretty good one. And the first Aliyah, I, I and let's see if you could figure this out. Um, well, we don't have the book in front of us, but uh, it's, what was not, the it's not too hard. The Parsha was Yisro. Yisro. Mm -hmm. And my question was, some, um, someone in this room, his first name and his last name are in the first Aliyah, but not in this not room. Not in this room, it was in the shul. Mm -hmm. Wow. And how do you know he was let's gonna be there? Let's see if you could figure out his first name. How do you know he was gonna be there? I didn't. I initially was just gonna be a member of our community, but he showed up. That was perfect. Yeah. Excellent. I, th I always think about Moshe Cohen. Moshe Cohen. Yeah. I was thinking also maybe you can gear uh, some of the questions more to the. Uh, I, I know you say the. Hold the, on a second. Is this, a, this is this is not about complaints. There's a suggestion <laughs> box at the front of Chabad and DG and has a shredder on the bottom of it. Okay. It's off on Shabbos. Obviously. It's obviously, but but we but right after Shabbos got caught in it. Right after Shabbos, we turned it right back on. No, but I was just thinking that maybe some... I, I like what you do, by the way. The kids love it. Uh, I was just thinking sometimes... Something for the adults? Yeah. Such as? It was that not the like most little, backhanded compliment ever. Like yeah. what you do, by the way. Little, the kids no, a little it. more... A little more, like, edgy, you know? Edgy kind of... Give me an example of one of these questions. Like, usually, like, like it'll be like... Uh, nothing... That, like, you know, like saying the Torah you, is really rated R. And the best euphemism in this Aaliyah. Like, like, let's say like when, uh, what's his name? What was it? Cosby? Uses yeah. in, in, in Pinchas? Pinchas Bill the, Cosby, okay. Bill Cosby. Yeah. Well, that's terrible. That's another. Uh, We're going to stop over there. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the comedian connection, Cosby. Is there a mute button here? <laughs> there is. Okay, let's go. Let's no, actually no. talk about uh, the Parsha. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying like, like. Some the sword. This was no, your third spear. 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 Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not going. I'm, yeah, I'm keeping a parv. I'm keeping a parv. Okay. Just saying, like when you know he kills someone, gets killed with the spear. Yeah. Some questions around, like some about the spear. If no, the problem about, is there are kids in the room, I'm not going to ask adults questions. You, know? you can do it in code, though. Sometimes I do. In code, only the Sometimes grown ups can understand. That happens. Kids are like you know, a lot can fly over their heads. Could be like The Simpsons, you know? You know The Simpsons? Kids watch, and then they have some like really serious jokes that only the adults understand. All right, I will try to add them in. Yeah, I will try. No, no, seriously, it might. All right, we'll see. We'll test them out. Yeah, that's the beauty. But let's talk about this week's parsha. Okay, because okay. you know, I think it's important. That was the fourth attempt to yeah. talk about this week's parsha. So, so um, we're last gonna go, week we're going to go in and out. Last week was like the whole beginning of the Torah all the way till last week at the giving of the Torah, right? That's mm -hmm. like basically the awesome part of the Torah. I mean, like, it's very exciting, very interesting. It builds up, and there's this climax of Matan Torah, right? Beginning of the Torah. And now this week we get to Mishpat already falling asleep. <laughs> yeah. No, it's my job. Well, I want to hear your thoughts about this week's uh, this no, week's Torah no, portion. No problem. Why, does, why does everybody just, like, turn off the moment you hear Parsha? And I was wondering. It's, it's in the Jewish DNA. Why? Is it, like... The best way to get somebody to fall asleep? <laughs> my brother says, my, my brother actually tries to prepare. My brother's a Chabad rabbi in Cabo, Mexico. Yeah. And he tries to, he tries to give his Torah without saying the word Parsha in it once. Because he says people, their minds turn Genius. off that moment. Yeah. How can, so yes. let's try to do that. So in this week's Torah uh, text, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yes. I like that. You see, I turned on for that. Yeah, you mentioned the word text. Text. That's interesting. People like to text. <laughs> <laughs> text and shawl. Yeah. In this week's Torah tweet. Yeah. <laughs> you know what we should do, actually? We should have something where we can tell people we're doing this and they can text us questions. Good idea. Let's yeah, but they can't hear us. Yeah, doesn't matter. Like, we're not doing it live. <laughs> One day when we're on the they radio, need to know we can live, do it live. We can just go live. live on Facebook if you want. Anyway, so so once we're better, so we start talking we're about good. yeah, we're getting there. We start talking about the the, the mishpat and the laws. This was his what do we want to talk about? I'm, I'm gonna keep attempting. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's my job. It's beautiful. I have an agenda. <laughs> 
I like it. about my notebook. It's nice. <laughs> so, um, wide rules about or college rules? <laughs> <laughs> talking about the laws, it suddenly goes from uh, from getting the Torah to following up. Uh, I don't want to hear like. There's a lot of laws in this week's Torah portion. There are a lot of laws. Slavery, slaves, slaves. But if the Torah is eternal, and obviously there's a, the abolishment of slavery, thank the good Lord. Not everywhere. Mostly. No. About uh, I, I, Parts of Africa still have slavery. Saudi Arabia still has slavery. Right now, it's a huge... I've got a couple of slaves in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what else? Also, human trafficking still is huge. Yeah, exactly. Huge. So you think that the Torah... Dan goes to Thailand every day. <laughs> <laughs> It's real. I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. No, there's. Does uh, anyone want to listen to this? For sure. <laughs> we have no idea. We're doing it for our entertainment. Exactly. But really, on on a serious note, if the Torah's your your question is if the Torah's meant to be eternal, why would it talk about slavery, which is something that seemingly, at least in first world countries, is no longer exists, right? That but was slaves my question. Got, hold on, hold on. Slaves got somewhat paid, didn't they? They were treated well. I mean, I mean, it, it, we have people cleaning our toilets that we're paying. Is that not? It's not slavery. It's, it's not, not slavery. slavery. They have a choice. It's True. not slavery. But but they're in a position. Wasn't it? The, as far as I understand it, wasn't slavery? People didn't willingly go to the. It, it, it was a job. People it was would if sell you were as a, a thief, or if or you would sell yourself if yeah. you were if you were like uh, in debt. I know. So it's a job. It's the I, same thing. How is this any different? A lot of people so maybe, that are not really well versed in Torah have a very simplistic view of slavery where it's just like this you know you're in chains and you're locked up and it's torture 24-7 but like you know I'm not like really the most well versed Torah like scholar but I know for a fact that it was like it was something that you chose to do because you had a debt to pay and you know you were like what do you call it? Um, not uh, not in bonded. What is it? You're in indentured, whatever. You're uh, indentured. That's a good word. Yeah, you're. Indentured. I'm a yeshiva. I got a yeshiva. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> yeah, you, know? you never heard of the word indentured. Yeah, indentured. I think, <laughs> I'm thinking of teeth in the middle. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> no, you like like biblical slavery was. You got to take away the negative connotation. It was something that you had to do. It's not a positive. To thing. pay. No, but it was it was something you had to do to pay back a debt. Right. Where so if I owe you money and yeah, I can't pay you, exactly. it's kind of like if you can't pay in the restaurant, you do the dishes. Exactly. So if I owe you a, there's a way to do that. Yeah, yeah. You have no idea how often I do the dishes. <laughs> well, I say you can go to a restaurant and then instead of paying, you can offer to do the dishes. I just squirt yeah. some maple syrup, by the way. If you, if, if you, okay. can, if, you <laughs> if you believe in tipping day, they sometimes get. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> okay. So slavery, slavery was. Maybe not we like should change it, the like word. It maybe it's not. Maybe the the word eved, which is the Hebrew word, is the correct term, which is not necessarily sl a slave. Well, there were rules. No, it was it was it was it was it was not it was not chained like you say unless exactly. you decided to stick around and then you got your ear drilled into the, which is a whole other. That's what uh, happens century. every time my girls say they want their ears pierced. I'm like the only <laughs> ear piercing I know about you is slaves over. after seven years of a dirt. Go up against the doorpost. That's it. You want your ear pierced? Old school. I don't want my girls to be slaves. So explain more in the what was in the. Book. I don't know. No, I'm 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 just discussing this. Like I'm thinking, so slavery was not uh, like in chains where your master exactly. could put you. Actually, that that was very humane. You would not yeah. want to treat your. Yeah, uh, I think if people family. were to really study what it says in Torah about slavery, they'd they'd be shocked. But then comes but the question. What is it? What hold on. It why say? didn't the Torah ban slavery altogether? Yeah, that's a good point. It could. It should have said it's a bad thing because it bans other things. Because I think, like I said, it was a way for people to pay back their debts. And it still is in a way. If you have to pay back your debt, what do you do today? You have too much debt. I mean, you could ignore you, it. People, people are, are people file are, bankruptcy. People are slaves to their credit card bills. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You just yeah. ignore the guy calling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Not that I ever did such a thing. That's it. Collectors. But uh, continue. What else to say in the 
Yeah. Yeah, what no, actually I was thinking that I was thinking that maybe that maybe the reason it didn't ban slavery is kind of like, um, you know, uh, how we're supposed to like it's a slow process. I think there are, I think I read the Rambam saying something like that. Mm-hmm. No, everything is a slow process. You know how like here in Quebec they went through the silent revolution. It was like heavy Christianity. Now the people who they here they had a silent revolution. They call it. And now they're massively anti-religion to the point that they're trying to ban yarmulkes in public. Oh yeah, <clears throat> they've already banned in some positions. Yeah. So it's similar. It's uh, you know, a total. The, here you have the Jews, not the Jews, the Israelites just came out of just came out of Egypt for slavery. Mm-hmm. Now you go the whole other way and ban slavery. It's just take things to an extreme. So maybe, you know, That's avoid extremes. A way of just avoiding it, eventually banning. Extremes. I like that uh, we were talking about Quebec. Yeah. Um, what, what, what do you feel? About My son that? wants to be a doctor. Oh. Really? No joke. Kaim? Kaim. He wants to be a doctor. Oh. That would be a problem. He wouldn't would, be able to a wear a kippah. Uh, that's a good this is true. Yeah, he wouldn't, be, he wouldn't be able to wear He, he wouldn't be able to wear a yarmulke if he yeah. became a doctor. It's uh, very... Well, if he stayed in Quebec. Yeah. So basically what Quebec is saying is that someone like Kaim, they don't want him. Yeah. Well, I, does it apply to doctors? I think at this point it doesn't apply to doctors. They passed it. It applies to police officers, prison guards, teachers, judges. Yeah, I'm teachers. not sure. Teachers as well? Yeah. Yeah, teachers. Teachers, judges, police officers. Well, let's say teachers a big thing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And then... Uh, and now they're going after like religious schools, so you combine the two. Because apparently if you take a hijab or a kippah off a teacher, they're not going to be as extreme. Yeah. You know what they can't ban? They can't ban accents. Like you could take the keeper off this guy, but yeah. you know he'll still be there. Like the team of Kimahed, Kimahed, Mentor, Net, Never, 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 Take off. You know. <laughs> what was that like a Yiddish? Yeah. Yiddish accent. Talgid, Talgid, come, come over here. Take off your hijab. Not allowed that in class. So now we're talking about like um, identities, you know, like in public. Public identity. Public identity. Like, well, in France, they banned the yarmulke, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Well, was that in general? Germany, too. I don't think Germany they banned too. it. I think that it's just like, seems like you're going to get a lot of slurs and things if you wear it. I get slurs sometimes in the street and in the NMDG. I've never gone there. Yeah, you've been, you've been, yeah. there's stories about you. But I, no, but I, knowing you, I would, I would give you slurs. <laughs> 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 so you're saying it's nothing yeah, you keep on. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> me personally. Chill. It's coming from your friends. Yeah. It's coming from your friends. Let's just be clear about that. <laughs> I just got on different just guys every day. And, uh, hey, Joe. Do you have anything else to do with your life? <laughs> but, um, all right. So, um, yeah, so you're talking about like the public identity and the keepers and stuff. Like, how do you, how do you feel like. Uh, What's a big thing like I, I like reading about like it? How often do you say like when you talk like? Like, well, hold on, what's the point you're getting at? Like in New York. So uh, I wear I wear my yarmulke proudly. I actually have a collection of yarmulkes. Today I've got Hulk on my yarmulke. Yeah, why just, are you why are you wearing Hulk? I like Hulk. Why? Just this. So nobody says slurs at me. You're like. Nobody's yelling slurs. You're like, gonna you be, wearing you're Hulk gonna, yeah, on his exactly. head. You, you will be smashed, Hulk smashed. Exactly. Slur me. No, but I just want to say you have a the, probably the, the greatest keeper collection in uh, all of Montreal. What are you? What is your most prized keeper? I. You know what? I had a prized keeper. This is true. I had one. It was uh, this like modern art, black and white. I loved it with like it's it just really cool design on Where'd it. You get it from? And I loved it because it was black and white, which like to me are, I had, like, I had, are I had, like the colors of like Hasidic Jews. And then I was cleaning my car for Pesach and you know, bending down with like in one of those gas stations <laughs> <laughs> with a big vacuum and I just like bending down to get something over there, some like, you know, lost piece of gum down stuck wedged okay. between the kids' seats. And my yarmulke just fell off in slow motion and a horror. It just got sucked right in. And, yeah. Where did it Where did it end up going? It's in some gas station's garbage vacuum thing. Oh, it got sucked. Oh, and there was an, and I was doing this like last Maybe. minute before Pesach, so it's not like you could I have retrieved that. I probably could have, but it was like last minute before Pesach, so yeah. like 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 I got to run back and burn the hummus. 
So you're so keeping I'm back with without a yarmulke, and uh, yeah, my yarmulke got burned with the hummus. Yeah. So now my favorite one is uh, the cow one. And here I got an interesting question. The cow one is is it real cow hide? Um, it's, it's the paraduma. I, I don't want Peter coming after is me, the... so I'm gonna plead the fifth on that. Okay. So, um, why don't you um, just give a little bit of background, by the way, like I said earlier, about uh, how you got to uh, being where you are, like right now. One of, the, one of the that's a great, one of the greatest spiritual leaders of Montreal. <laughs> okay, I did not see that coming. Besides the guy, hold on, hold on. Let's start with Robert Bernat. I, 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 I'm not sure. Are you? Do you mean like practically? Did I walk here or drive here? Or do you, you walk mean, here? How or did drive I end here? up in NDG? Yeah. How did How did you end up in NDG? I think I think I think his story is more because interesting than mine. Because people are listening are going to want to know your backgrounds. Yours yeah. too. They want to know your background. How did you end up in NDG? All right, let's do the two-minute background for each person. Yeah, great Each person idea. goes on the clock for two minutes. Two minutes. All right, we're going to clock you. Uh, we're going to start with Robert great Bernat. Great idea. No, yeah. we'll start with Dan. Um, two minutes on the clock starts now. Robert Bernat. Dan. Dan, you ready to start? Go. Sure. Okay. So, I uh, was lost one day, and... Uh, just saw this shul and a guy in the shul who looked like Moses with this red beard <laughs> and I was like Moses had a red beard I think hey, so give him his two minutes like, sorry no no I'm just kidding that's not what happened uh basically uh I, I moved to uh Montreal like over like 15 years ago went straight to Code St. Luke and uh was at uh Bait Zombie sorry Bait Zion and um, thought it was a really uh, great little neighborhood in Cote St. Luke. I really, really loved, really, really loved my street. Uh, Wolseley, in case uh, for all you listeners out there, Wolseley, beautiful tree-lined street. I really thought I was living the life. Nice house uh, and everything. And, uh, you know, uh, things happen. Uh, marriages don't go that well sometimes. Happens, okay. happens, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, got divorced and uh, wanted to leave the neighborhood. So I didn't want to stay in uh, Cote St. Luke. I wanted a fresh new start. So I went to, um, what do we have time? You got 30 seconds. Yeah, so I ended up moving to NDG and uh, saw Rabbi Bernath on uh, Monkland. Actually, so you were the uh, mashkiach at um, the restaurant. And uh, I was like, uh, is there a shul around here? He's like, yeah, I have a shul. And took him about... Not about, just a mashiach, I no, also have a shul. Exactly. So, and yeah, so he, um, he told me about a shul. And I like, I couldn't believe it for like the first month. I was like, you guys get enough people here for a minion? Like, I really keep Shabbat, right? Like, I don't mess around, you know? And then, so uh, one thing led to another, and I. Saw and that's the story of your life with all its details. Your time is up. <laughs> You're strict to as the a, time. As a side point, I didn't even go over two minutes. Yeah, I know. It was uh, a vegan, like uh, what was it? Uh, bio. It was, a, it was a vegan multi, cafe. Uh, yeah, it was like vegan cafe. That it was good. Went kosher, it was really good food. That I convinced the the owner to go kosher. Yeah. Yeah. Let's can we just talk? They, about they, it? Going kosher just meant they literally like just. Can we serving. just talk about Gigi for a few? Give her a little honorary mention. Just for it was amazing Absolutely. food, but like, who wants to who wants to eat freshly mown grass? All right, <laughs> come on, it's there's so much material there. <laughs> just, Gigi, come on, let's go on a little tangent. Let's go on a little Gigi. We tangent. should get Gigi to join the podcast. Oh my god, for sure. Day, we'll yeah. interview her yeah. one day. That would be really like, as long as she doesn't bring food. Could you bring some of your? I'm not in. I'm just not into vegan food. I like that. Could you bring some of your grass clippings yeah, for, exactly. for dinner? <laughs> That's terrible. Okay, hold on. Can't believe I live in NDG, huh? I've been saying that. You know, so I have the whole neighborhood send their dogs after me. All right, it's your turn. No, it's your turn. turn. My turn. Yes. All right, I'm on the clock. Ladies and gentlemen, man, you're okay. strict with the time. So I am. Um, I'm timer. Okay. Don't go over so two I'm minutes. originally from Montreal, and um, after I got married. Uh, a little while after, moved out to Russia. 
uh, as a Chabad Shliach, a city called Stavropol. Lived there for almost two years. And uh, the government threw me out together with some other rabbis. That was 2009. Ended up from, you can't imagine just how meaningful it is to be a, a Chabad Shliach on your own. In, uh, in, in responsible for this province in the middle of Russia, where the closest... Your wife your, doesn't count? No, I, I'm talking about us as oh, a unit. Okay. Um, but the closest... And by the way, it pulls you together as a unit. But because the closest KG, other rabbi... You have KGB watching you, that's why. That's right, you have no choice. Close. Yeah. So no, but it's really you against... Yeah. It's kind of you against the world. It's amazing. Yeah. It was an amazing, incredible experience. <clears throat> can't imagine. Um, the closest uh, Chabad rabbi was a five-hour drive. Um, and we, we actually would visit uh, on somewhat of a regular basis, but like you're on your own and it, it was incredible. Then uh, the, the, the FSB threw us out together with some other rabbis, 2009, ended up back in the community here in uh, Montreal, back in the Chabad community, and just you go from such a meaningful existence uh, where you're literally building the infrastructure of a community and you're very mission-oriented, very like like helping every every Jew and helping... Yeah. No, over there in Russia, yeah, right, right. It, it, you went from that experience to just being another schmo, you know, mm -hmm. like, um, there's definitely ego involved there, but yeah. um, to, to just being someone else in the community, I couldn't find a show I was comfortable in, mm -hmm. I just, and then um, Rabbi Bernath was, uh, he's, he's my best friend from Yeshiva, Excellent. and he said that, uh, hey, come and join us, we, you know, and so we moved out here, and uh, that's the story of my life with all its details. Uh... I just want to mention about like Russia. Yeah. Aren't they? Isn't that like their famous pastime? Is just like kicking out like rabbis. Yeah, that like, historically, then they just like either kicking out rabbis or just sending them to like, Siberia uh, to freeze. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't like the way you looked at me. Get out of here. Yeah. Like it's literally like that, eh? In Russia. Yeah. Pretty They're crazy. literally the opposite of tzaddik. <laughs> <laughs> or, throw, or throwing in jail. I'm sorry, that was terrible. Or or throwing uh, Jews in jail. They're really big for yeah, that. They don't, have a, they don't have a great history. They're not a country that ever had a good... Like, you have a lot of countries that have had good periods, you know, but like, yeah. like you know, some of the Muslim countries nowadays, yeah. you won't find a Jew, but... They have historically, yeah. Historically, like Iraq, great place to hang. Yeah. And, uh, but... Uh, Today, it's also a great place to hang. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's your turn. But yeah, Russia really. Uh, uh, actually, when I went there, my grandfather was I like, was begging me, please don't go, please don't go. Um, but but anyway. uh, just one thing. Uh, yeah. But Russia, it's like I don't know if a lot of people heard, but I think apparently Putin, or, or uh, Putin, as we like to call him here, he uh, he w was brought in by like um, like a Hasidic family. He was like dirt. Poor, apparently, as legend has it. Did you hear about that? I never heard that. Okay, yeah, I've he, heard that. He was to fact check that. Yeah, I'd like we can. I'm gonna fact check it right now. Yeah, it's fact part check of my it. job. Tell me about your background. I'm gonna fact check. All right, Robert Bernath, you're on the clock. So we always say the stork dropped us. That's how we got here. That was it. Five yeah. seconds. That's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> so. Uh, we actually, you and I, were uh, teaching in a yeshiva in Ottawa, and uh, of uh, our little group, I was the first to get married, and my wife and I moved back, but then uh, sadly the yeshiva closed down, <laughs> and we weren't sure where to go. So somebody said, hey, just go to Montreal for six months or so, and then you'll figure it out, and we're looking for different jobs, and then, uh, yeah, the rest is history. Tell us more. Well, how'd you get to NDG? That's how many just Montreal. How many shuls did you go through to get to where you are now? That's a long, long story, my people. We, we have a long, long time. There's no rush. Well, no, how are we doing on time? Is that an hour, 16 minutes? I have no idea. There's no rush. I really have no idea. There's no rush. It um, looks like... I don't really know how long it's been. Who cares? It's, well, it says 11.70. We've been on here for 11 hours and 70 Who? minutes. No, it's been about 50 minutes, but you know okay. what? Who, Who cares? cares? Let's go. Who cares? We're doing this for ourselves. Exactly. Go on. So uh, I, I could don't finish even, the story. Don't even. Yeah, you could finish don't the story. He got hired by uh, by the high center here to run the young adults okay. and uh, connected with a lot of young adults who lived out here in NDG. And 
at one point just went up to the chief rabbi Chabad rabbi in Montreal and said it, who who is What's Rabbi Munchkin he's amazing Munch, he's so a, say that slowly because a lot of people think his name is Munchkin it's not nice. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, but it's true. It's not it's, nice. It's pronounced his name is Muchkin. Muchkin. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and I don't mean that derogatory. He comes from like a legend that the Muchkin okay. family is like <laughs> legendary. Go. Every time family. I tell my wife, she's like, "Is that Munchkin?" Like, I'm sorry, he's a big tzaddik. Okay, I mean, all he's the amazing. respect. He was but, my teacher years but ago. But it's Muchkin. Yeah. Okay. So so anyway, he went over. Robert Bernath went over to Robert Munchkin. Said, "Listen, I got a bunch of guys over in NDG. Um, yeah. I'm planning on moving out there." Mm-hmm. And. That's the story, Rabbi. That's Munchkin the whole the story. Official shliach, the official rabbi over here, and of Concordia Loyola campus, and that's pretty much it. Excellent. I'm an airplane. Mode. I could have just said the stork dropped me, and it would have been fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in airplane mode, so I had trouble looking for Putin. You're still trying to find out about the whole Putin. He's trying, he he right. wants to eat some poutine. Russia's good at manufacturing stories. When I got thrown out, they were they were writing over there that I was a Zionist spy in the newspapers. Of course. Which was impressive. I felt great. Yeah. How do you feel being a Zionist spy? Feels great. All Jews are Zionist spies, according uh, to, you know, according to those shouting uh, at you. So, uh, so tell us uh, about your shul hopping. Uh, shul hopping? Shit, like, uh, what, what brought you to um, Sherbrooke? You want to talk about our show? That's a whole nother episode. That's like a five episodes. That's yeah. No, give us a little. Uh, we have to do an episode about each. Yeah, about each each. We could do that. Yeah. Well, tell them about. Uh, I'll the, tell you what. I think I, I think we kind of uh, it's slowing down now. I would say let's ask let's ask our listeners. What do you want to hear? It can speed up. It goes like this. It slows Are you asking? Ebbs, for, we're going back ebbs, to the Mashka. It goes. Ebb, <laughs> it ebbs and flows. Yes. But um, uh, I would say let's ask uh, anyone listening, um, anyone who's hearing this podcast, which we'll all spread around. Um, what would you like? Uh, what would you like us? What topics would you like us to cover? Did we talk about the parsha? We did. We spoke <laughs> a little bit about the parsha, but yeah, we're, we'll always have the parsha. I think. I think that. I think this should be go by the parsha. Um, and uh, what other topics should we discuss? Are there any topics specific? I think it actually is apropos, if you think about it, that we're starting this week and this week's Parsha, Mishpatin, because last week we got the Torah and now we got to do it. Mm-hmm. But, and before we go any further, I just want you to plug a little bit Chabad Energy on Sherbrooke and tell them about how beautiful it is. Tell us about how beautiful it is. No. That's what you're here for. Hot Andy G. All right, the show is, is amazing. We we it's, it's aesthetically, no, no, emotionally, aesthetic. and spiritually. Yeah, yeah. No, I I just come for a visit. We're come for a Sherbrooke, visit. right near the corner of Hampton. There, there are some. You can smell us from a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> there are some architectural surprises in the building. Let's just say it ain't your grandpa's synagogue. <laughs> no, but there are some. There are some mikvah on the third floor. We What's can, going on? What's happening with the mikvah in the basement plan? Is that still a plan? Or? When you build it. When you build it, they will come. Or when uh, it rains enough in Montreal. But uh, when the sun that's, melts. <laughs> that's what happened when it was leaking, dude. Like, but it's the beginning of the mikvah. <laughs> so, um, uh, topics. Okay, let's just mention that were there any ideas that, that, that you had of. Um, Things that we should either discuss or do. I was thinking, why not play some of the stand-up comedy? Um, you know, that's kind of plugging myself. For sure. Really, yeah. Really, I do. Tell I, us. I tell us. Why, why, yeah, why don't we just do something? We want to. We want to. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Before we. You need to have. You're gonna have to add laugh tracks to that sort of. No, thing. no, no. We'll, before, we'll laugh. We'll laugh. No, no. Before we forget, tell them about your um, idea of. Uh, in local kosher venues. let's talk about i think i think it's getting long i would say let's shut this down do you guys want to hear more about comedy jewish comedy from comedy specifically which is what i'm into do you want to hear about like there was another idea i had was us going through some old jewish songs we put we play a jewish song and we just reminisce about kind of not necessarily old even modern about like uh, you know some religious some some religious based music it was another idea I thought of um, sure again we're, we're gonna just let this yeah let it, let, let it most importantly since this is 
a Jewish podcast. We're looking for sponsors. <laughs> yeah, if you want I was thinking about that. We have, a, we have actually um, a spot for sponsorship in the beginning, at the end, and anywhere you want in the middle. Yeah. And if we can do it as many times as you want in the middle. <laughs> if you're listening uh, to this George Soros, that was a joke before when we mentioned your name. It was not serious. Yeah, we were... And, uh, by, the way, and by the way, we're bipartisan, so Sheldon Adelson will take your money, too. No, but as far as Soros goes, some guy at work asked me, because um, like he's always doing the, the, oh, you're Jewish, so you know this, right? So he's asking about all these rich Jews. He asked me, and I knew a lot of the answers, that by the way. sounds racist, by the no, way. No, he's, yeah. he's a little bit, um, let's just say, politically incorrect. Okay. But uh, he was just asking me about Soros, uh, and how did he create his wealth? By the way, just I'm, I didn't know how to answer that. I knew about who? Gamora. No, no, no. What's what's well? That's part of the. What's we, how did how did he get his wealth? He, like, Bloomberg is fact a, check it. How I, know, I know how. I have made. airplane mode here. I can't how even, the heck should I know how he got his wealth? Okay, give me yeah, a second. Yeah, we're not. We, we don't, we're not really into that thing. We don't like... Uh, Besides search, sponsorship for the We don't podcast. search up Jews and try to find out all about them. Oh, no, we do. We do that around NDG. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We're kind of a little uh, anti-Semitic ourselves. All right. Okay, George Soros. There's an old thing about... $8.3 billion. That's how much he's worth. So, um, there's an old joke about the difference between a Jew and an anti-Semite, right? What's the difference? Huh? I don't know this. Never. You don't know this? What is it? The Jew says, the Jew says, I love, you know, that guy over there, I love him. Such he's a good an guy, investor. But, but he's amazing. He's wonderful. He's great. And my, the, the, you know, I don't know what the joke is. I messed up the joke. I messed with one of the joke. <laughs> There's, okay. there, you can redo it. I think he's we should le- stop on that, on that note. It's a oh, great way to stop. Party's just getting started. <laughs> yeah, I, I just messed up the joke. <laughs> he, uh, All right. He's okay, a, wait, he's a legendary, legendary investor. He invested Investment in a lot fund. of the right stuff. Investment I just fund. got an email with the filter and the mikvah is broken, and there's not going to be any filtered water in the mikvah on Wednesday. Was there ever any filtered water recording? in the mikvah? Is this still recording? <laughs> yeah, it's still that's recording. That's perfect. Wow. That's going to be one. Wow. You know how Yashka, like, Jesus hey! walked on water? So. <laughs> you <laughs> you said, a couple of days of You said it was filter? very oily? Not just oily. There's like stuff inside. Yeah, you ever go like in the yeshiva? The Montreal yeshiva mikvah is like a, a legendary place. I mean, you you step in the mush. How many times a year did yeah. you go to the mikvah? Wow. Okay, I'll be honest. I hate the mikvah lady. <laughs> this is golden, by the way. This is golden. No, we can no. go all night. We can go all night. She makes all of us feel uncomfortable. That's that's the truth. All the of us. Mikvah, mikvah lady. <laughs> No, I'm always like, you know, you're making us uncomfortable, Mom. <laughs> but she's like, you know, there's no one else to you help you put on your wash, floaties. You forgot the wash behind your ears. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How often do you I go? You missed the spot. <laughs> Mom, I'm 35. All right. Um. So. Uh, How many times do you go to the mikvah? Uh, I got I got no problem going to mikvah. I I I go maybe ten or twelve times a year. Not, not because it's just really time. It's I, I, I wake up. I live in NDG. I gotta rush over to Yeshiva. I don't understand something. You go ten times a year. Yeah. And I go ten times a month. You really go to the mikvah often? No, I don't. I'm just oh, kidding. okay. No, no, no. I, I would love to go. I, I have no problem with it. I, like, I, I enjoy going to mikvah. It's, it's nice. It's like, it's like, it's like a morning bath. Mm-hmm. Problem is that I wake up every morning and gotta get the kids out and all that, and there's no time to go to mikvah. So there's no time to, to be clean. Uh, no, no, I don't. Uh, I don't believe in. I, I the last time I took a shower <laughs> was there for Should we make a Should we make a holiday for personal hygiene? Shame. Um, a holiday for personal hygiene. They should probably should. I think that would help, right? No, it's easier at home. It's no, you cut the kids' home. hair when he's three. Let's do a holiday for personal hygiene. Personal hygiene. Okay. Day. Personal yeah. hygiene day. We personal could do like a Shabbos. Day. Shabbos yeah. of personal hygiene. Yeah. We should have. We should theme our Shabbosim. At, uh, at uh, Shabbat of Personal Hygiene and Chabad NDG. <laughs> you walk in and we have uh, people, the welcomers, are spraying deodorant as you come in. And no, there's perfume. a fume. No, first there's, there's a the, mist. First there's the, 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 what do they call it? The hand, hand, uh, sanitizer. The hand sanitizer. But with this uh, corona, corona, huh? corona virus. It's a good uh, thing we don't drink beer. Coronavirus. Here. That's true. We're gonna have that's to, one sh- of the sh- other sh- reasons sh- for not having any alcohol. 
so we don't have any problems with Corona. Yeah. Just saying. Big news. Yeah. Well, they you stopped. Know, you know, it's us. It's, it's us. We, we started it. They say it's coming from China, but... Quebec government decided to ban yarmulkes. Oh, I thought you meant the We created a coronavirus. It's made in China. That's all I want to say. By the way, the, the, you didn't see the Knesset Shluchos, the, the conference, International Chabad Conference for Women. That speech from that uh, woman in, from China. Did I you see it? I did not see it. Watch it. it Why? Amazing. Amazing. What was it First of all, she immediately cut the tension by, yeah. by, by referring to, she's like, you guys are probably all wondering why I'm not wearing a mask or something like that. Really? Maybe all you, you know, am I spreading so the who, coronavirus? So, so who is this woman? A Chinese? She's, she's a she's a chief Lubavitch. Well, she's Lubavitch, uh, Lubavitch uh, uh, of Beijing. Of Beijing. Beijing. So she's and then a, she shared. So she's a regular like um, what do you call it? Like um, Chabad Rebbe. She spoke Robinson. English. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but fantastic. She her, she gave first of all the entire thing was a powerful message. Her message was, um, her message was that. Uh, she she was looking at it. Uh, China is a very uh, Beijing. It's a very transient place. So she yeah. saw like I have no community. People live here for a year or two and then mm -hmm. they're gone. Mm -hmm. And she felt very you know she like shared that personal part of it and then built it up to the point where now first of all, she closed it after sharing some insane stories mm. of just the impact that, that that they've done. And I mean insane stories. We're talking. You mentioned trafficking before. Uh, one of them involves trafficking of women. Human trafficking. Uh, yeah, human trafficking. Yeah. It happens in Israel that. too. It happened to an Israeli woman who was brought to China. Sure. And, and the story is mind blowing. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, but uh, after sharing that story, she's sharing about how now with the coronavirus, everyone is, uh, they're getting calls from all over the world. How can I help? Is there anything? Uh -huh. And suddenly she's realizing. From, this, from, from, I mean, she's known. From Jewish. People who lived there for a year or two, they yeah. just feel connected. Huh. It's their community, you know, to them, it's their community. Wow. Is Beijing. Beijing. Wow. She's still there. And the coronavirus is near Beijing? No, the coronavirus, um, I saw on a map. Uh, I'm a little bit of a geography nut. <laughs> so, <laughs> I that's, ran. Another, that's another thing. Right I when I saw Wuhan, I was like, okay, where's this? Where is this? Know, you didn't that's know not, Wuhan? No, I didn't. I don't know. What, she, I, uh, I'm you. not into the China area. By the way, another thing I want to cover on this podcast is... Why are you speaking like that? Because I like to talk like Svi. I'm a Svi wannabe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is that how Svi sounds? Sometimes. He goes like this. I have his chair. voices. <laughs> and I'm a Israel wannabe too sometimes. But um, So how do I talk? You talk like a, like a real radio announcer. You, got like, you know, you got the classic operator voice. Who's calling us? I have no idea. It's our you, first call in. I just want to tell you that it's phone, our first call in. It must be because that phone that never rings. Call, it's our first guest. <laughs> Hello, you're live on the air. <laughs> <laughs> that phone never rings. I, I, I maybe I've heard it ring like twice in my whole life. No, but one thing I want to cover at one point in the podcast are hobbies that you have and that you would would love to have. All right, so Not I think we should end here. Okay. Would you like to hear that in our next one? Um, I want to hear it. I don't care about the end this. of this podcast has been like a Jewish goodbye. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> there. You know those Jewish goodbyes. Get your hand ready on that uh, stop okay. button. I think I think people have got their inspiration. And thank you for listening. Let us know of anything that you want us to put into the next uh, podcast. Uh, anything else? I'm Rabbi Yisrael Bernath here with a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> Weirdo number one. <laughs> Peace out, Rabbi Wannabe. Good night. <laughs> hit, the, hit the button.